Shalom Aleichem. Peace be upon you and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Uh, you can also get on the email list there. And uh, I believe it should still redirect you uh, to several Hebrew for Beginners videos if that's something that you're interested in. And so lots of things there uh, at the website today. We are looking at this week's Torah portion. And uh, let me just read the portion summary for you real quick from TorahPortions.org. Here's what it says. The 28th reading from the Torah is Metzorah, a word that means leper. The word appears in the second verse of the reading, which says, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. Leviticus 14 spells out the complex purification rituals for the cleansing of a leper and a leprous home, and Leviticus 15 briefly covers the laws regarding ritual unfitness stemming from bodily emissions. So today's reading, you know, chapter 15 is kind of bizarre. It's like these weird laws about these obscure emissions. We're going to talk a little bit about what that is, and... Uh, and uh, do the best we can with that one. Um, but just real quick, you know, the, with the last last week and this week, uh, talking a lot about the leper and and how the and how they were to deal with that. Um, you know, I saw some Jewish commentary recently uh, that was suggesting that it wasn't leprosy like what we think of leprosy, but it was a disease specific to the Hebrews that would come upon people, the Israelites, that would come upon them because of sin. And then they'd have to report to the high priest. And one of the arguments for this is that sometimes it would be found growing on clothing or on the walls or on like leather, which the Torah talks about, right? Like here's how you cleanse it if it shows up on physical items like walls, clothing, and leather, which is kind of bizarre. But they would report to the high priest, and he would, you know, give them what they need to do for cleansing. Of course, we don't report to a Levitical high priest anymore, right? We have a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus, Yeshua, is the high priest. Real quick, before I get started, if you go to Mark chapter 1... You go to verse 40, you have Jesus cleansing a leper, right? Here's what it says, And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy fell, or the leprosy left him, and he was made clean, and Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. And said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. So he says, Go do the thing that the law says. Go present yourself before the priest and, you know, offer the sacrifice. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Now there's several stories um, in the Gospels about Jesus taking care of lepers. There's the one where he cleanses, what, like eight? 
and only one of them comes back to give thanks. There's such huge messages in that. Often he would heal and he would say, don't say anything. And people try to make these real big, obscure things out of that, uh, these secret hidden messages out of that, but it, there's no secret about it. He was telling them that because once the word got out, he could no longer practice his ministry in that area because he would be overwhelmed with people. It's that simple. Uh, it even says it right here, but he went out and began to talk freely about it and spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town. So that's all there was to that. People try to make more out of it. Anyway, the whole leper thing, you just see it all throughout the scriptures. And I just wanted to share that interesting thought uh, that I specifically was dealing with Israelites at that time. Is that true? I can't say, but I will say that it is bizarre about the about it showing up on walls and clothing and all that. All right, with that backdrop, let's read chapters 14 and 15 from the book of Leviticus, and then we'll talk a little bit about this weird body emission stuff uh, once we get to chapter 15. And I'll have a couple of commentaries for you uh, and things of that nature to help us try to understand uh, exactly what's happening there. Alright, chapter 14, I'm going to read from the King James Bible this morning. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper. Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean, and cedarwood, and scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in the earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, and the clear wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and he shall dip them in the living bird and the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon that is to be clean. He shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. And he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, and shave off all of his hair, and wash himself in the water, that he may be clean. And after that he shall come into the camp, and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. But it shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all his hair off of his head, his beard, and his eyebrows, even all of his hair he shall shave off shall wash his clothes also he shall wash his flesh in the water and shall be clean and on the eighth day he shall take two he lambs without blemish and one ewe lamb in the first year without blemish and three tenth deals of fine flour for a meat offering mingled with oil and one log of oil and the priest that maketh him clean shall present the man that is to be clean and those things before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and the priest shall take one he lamb and offer him for transpress off trans trespass offering, and a log of oil, and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall slay the lamb in the place where he shall kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the holy place. For as the sin offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering. It is most holy. And the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering. And the priest shall put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. 
And the priest shall take some of the log oil and pour it into the palm of his left hand. And the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is on his left hand. And he shall sprinkle the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And the rest of the oil that is in his hand shall the priest put upon the tip of his right ear, and him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, upon the blood of the trespass offering. And the remnant of the oil that is in the priest's hands he shall pour upon the head of him that is to be cleansed, and the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord. Please note, see, there's this whole cleansing period purification stuff taking place that deals with trespass offerings and sin offerings. So it is, I mean, it is almost like the leprosy was as a result of sin. Interesting. Verse 19, And the priest shall offer the sin offering and make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed from his uncleanliness, and afterwards he shall kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall offer the burnt offering and meat offering upon the altar, and the priest shall make an atonement for him and he shall be clean. For whatever reason, I'm just thinking about how Jesus could, Jesus would just easily heal a leper, right? He'd just tell him to be healed. Just like Jesus could just say, your sins are forgiven, right? He doesn't need to prepare and do all these things that the Levitical priest would have to do because he was Messiah. He could just proclaim it. You're healed. Your sins are forgiven. Verse 21, and if he poor and cannot get so much, then he shall take one lamb for a trespass offering to be waived, to make an atonement for him. And one-tenth deal of fine flour mingled with the oil for a meat offering and a log of oil. And two turtle doves are two young pigeons, such as he is able to get. And the one shall be a sin offering and the other shall be a burnt offering. And he shall bring them on the eighth day for the cleansing unto the priest and to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And the priest shall take the lamb of the trespass offering and the log of the oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb of the trespass offering, and the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon a thumb of his right hand and upon the great toe of his right foot. And the priest shall pour the oil into the palm of his hand and on his left hand, and the priest shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in the left hand seven times before the Lord. And the priest shall put of the oil that is in his right hand to the tip of the right ear that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, and upon the place of the blood of the trespass offering. And the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hands he shall put upon the head of him that is to be cleansed to make an atonement for him before the Lord. And he shall offer the one of the turtle doves or of the young pigeons such as he can get, even such as he is able to get, the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, with the meat offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed before the Lord. This is the law of him, in whom is the plague of leprosy, whose hand is not able to get that which pertaineth to his cleansing. And the Lord spake unto Moses, and unto Aaron, saying, When you come into the land of Canaan, which I give to you for a possession, and I put the plague of leprosy in the house of the land of your possession. Notice, please note, who puts the plague of leprosy? Let me read that again. Where does the plague of leprosy come from? When you become into the land of Canaan, which I give 
to you for a possession. And I, meaning God, put the plague of leprosy in the house of the land of your possession. And he that owneth that house shall come and tell the priest, saying, It seemeth to me that there was a plague in the house. Listen, this is bizarre, okay? God is telling Moses and Aaron, Hey, when you go into the land of Canaan, and I put the plague of leprosy in the house. Isn't that strange and interesting? Verse 37, And he shall look on the plague, and behold, if the plague be in the walls of the house, with hollow streaks, greenish or reddish, which is in the sight of the lower than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up that house seven days. And the priest shall come again in the seventh day, and he shall look, and behold, and that the plague be spread in the walls of the house. Then the priest shall command that they take away the stones in which the plague is, and they shall cast them into an unclean place without the city. He shall cause the house to be scraped within round about, and they shall pour out the dust that they scrape off of the city into the unclean place, and they shall take other stones and put them in the place of the stones, and he shall take another mortar and shall plaster the house. And if the plague come again and break out in the house after that he hath taken away the stones and after he hath scraped the house and after it is plastered, then the priest shall come and look and behold, if the plague be spread in the house, it is a fretting leprosy in the house. It is unclean and he shall break down the house, the stones of it and the timber thereof and all the mortar of the house and he shall carry them forth out of the city to an unclean place. Moreover, he that goeth into the house all the while that it is shut up shall be unclean until the evening. And he that lieth in the house shall, be wa shall wash his clothes, and eateth in the house shall wash his clothes. And if the priest shall come in and look upon it, and behold, the plague hath not spread in the house after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, because the plague is healed. And he shall take... To cleanse the house, two birds, cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop, and shall kill the one of the birds, an earthen vessel over the running water, and he shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet and the living bird, and dip them in the blood of the slain bird, and in the running water, and sprinkle the house seven times. And he shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird, and with the running water. And with the living bird, and with the cedar wood, and with the hyssop, and with the scarlet. But he shall let go of the living bird out of the city of the open fields and make an atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for all manner of plague of leprosy and skull, and for the leprosy of a garment and of a house, and for raising and for a scab and for a bright spot to, to teach when it is unclean. And when it is clean, this is the law of leprosy. So we're going to read chapter 15 real quick too, which deals with the holy people and the imperative of cleansing. It deals with this bodily fluid stuff, uh, which seems to be from sexual organs. That's what all the commentaries suggest. I mean, it's just, I think that's pretty much clear. So you have the man first uh, with admissions, and then you have the female, but her admissions, I believe, have to do with her time of the month. So it's I don't know what's going on with the male necessarily. But anyway, there's these laws, and we need to read them. Uh, 33 verses, and so let's, uh, let's have a look at that real quick, and then we will be finished with our Torah portion for this week. Chapter 15, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses and, he, and unto Aaron, saying, 
speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When any man hath a running issue out of his flesh, because of his issue he is unclean. And this shall be his uncleanliness and his issue. Whatever his flesh run with his issue, or his flesh be stopped from his issue, it is his uncleanliness. Every bed whereon he lieth that he hath this issue is unclean, and everything wherein he sitteth shall be unclean. And whosoever touches his bed shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until evening. And he that sitteth on anything, on anything wherein he sat, he hath the issue, shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until even. And he that touches the flesh of him that hath the issue shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until even. And if he that hath the issue spit upon him that is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. And what saddle soever he rideth upon, he that hath the issue shall be unclean. And whosoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until even. And he that heareth of any of those things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. And whatsoever he touches that he hath the issue and hath not rinsed his hands in water, he shall be unclean. He shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. And the vessel of the earth that he touches, which hath the issue, shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when he that hath an issue is cleansed from his issue, then he shall number to himself seven days for the cleansing, and wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in running water. And shall be clean, and on the eighth day he shall take to him two turtle doves, two young pigeons, and come before the Lord into the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and give them unto the priest, and the priest shall offer them the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord for his issue. And if a man's seed of copulation go out from him, then he shall wash all his flesh in water and be unclean until the even. And every garment and every skin whereon the seed of copulation shall be washed with water shall be unclean until even. And the woman also, with whom the man shall lie with seed of copulation, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until even. And if a woman have issue of issue and an issue of her in her flesh be blood, she shall be apart seven days, and whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the even. Okay. So first you have the omission of something strange, okay? It's important to note that a lot of times, by God's design, sexual sin can lead to issues, can't it? Uh, issues of disease, some curable, some not. I think the last statistic I saw, and this was years ago, that it's almost one in four teenagers in the United States have an STD at this point. Um, those, those are staggering numbers, by the way. But that's what sexual sin leads to. It eventually leads to disease of the genitals and stuff. Here's what uh, the Jewish Kamash says about what this is. It says, dealing with chapter 15, the entire chapter deals with kinds of discharges from the human body that are contaminated to various degrees and which may require offerings as part of the person's purification. And then it says, verses 1 through 18, semen or a za emission, that is, discharged from a Jewish male, is contaminated in itself. In addition, it causes contamination to the one admitted to it, 
and the others who come in contact with it. That's, and there, there's a lot more commentary than that, but I don't want to spend all day reading that. I will read Matthew Henry real quick. Uh, he says, In this chapter we have laws concerning other ceremonial uncleanlinesses contracted either by bodily disease like that of a leper or some natural incidences. And this is either in men or women. Um, trying to get to the part that I wanted to share with you. Uh, okay, he says, We have here the law concerning the ceremonial uncleanliness that was contracted by a running issue in men. It is called in the margins, the running of the reins, a very grievous and loathsome disease, which was usually the effect and consequent of wantonness and uncleanliness and a dissolute course of life, filling men's bones with the sins of their youth and leaving them to mourn at the last. When all their pleasures of their wickedness have vanished and nothing remains but the pain and anguish of a rotten carcass and a wounded conscience. And what fruit has the sinner then of those things whereof he has so much reason to be ashamed? And then he looks at Romans chapter 6 verse 21 and he says, As modesty is an, as an ornament of grace to the head and chains about the neck, so chastity to health and to the navel and morrow the bones, but uncleanliness is a wound and a dishonor. The consumption of the flesh and the body and a sin which is often its own punishment more than any other. It was also sometimes inflicted by the righteous hand of God for other sins as appears by David's imprecation of a nurse upon the family of Joab for the murder of Abner. So there's a lot of commentary here from Matthew Henry too, but long story short, I mean, in a nutshell, very simply put, he's saying a lifetime of sin will lead to problems, even physical problems within our own bodies. And when we get to that point, it's like, was it worth it? Was it worth it? He says, and what fruit has the sinner then of those things whereof he has so much reason to be ashamed? He taught, that's what he means when he says sins of their youth. Like while you're young, you're just doing these things. and But eventually it leaves to the mourn, mourning. right? Leave them to mourn at the last when all the pleasures of their wickedness have vanished. There comes a time when you're when you've aged and you've gotten older and now you're just kind of plagued by those decisions that you made out of desire. Right? I think that's what he's getting at. All right, now to the woman. And if a woman have a blood issue and her, and we're almost done here. And if a woman have a blood issue and her issue is in her flesh, be blood, she shall put apart seven days and whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the even. And everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean, and everything that she sitteth upon shall be unclean. And whosoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. And whosoever touches anything that she had put upon shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. And if it be on her bed or in anything whereon she sitteth, when he touches it, it shall be unclean until even. 
And if any man lie with her at all, and her flowers be upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and all the bed whereon he lieth shall be unclean. And if a woman have an issue of her blood many days, out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of her issue, all the days of her uncleanliness shall be as the days of her separation shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lieth all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation, and whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean, as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever touches the things shall be unclean, and shall be washed his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until even. But if she be cleansed of her issue, then she shall number herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day shall she take unto her two turtle doves and two young pigeons, and bring them unto the priest to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for her before the Lord for the issue of her uncleanliness. Thus shall you separate the children of Israel from their uncleanliness, that they die not in their uncleanliness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law of him that hath an issue, and of him whose seed goeth from him, and is defiled therewith, and of her that is sick of her flowers, and of him that hath issue of the man and the woman, and of him that lieth with her that is unclean. So there you go. That's our Torah portion for this week. Some strange things, some weird things, things that aren't exactly exciting and fun to talk about, but it's in the scriptures. And so I've done my best this morning to at least point out some things that I thought you might find interesting, and I pray that in some way you've been blessed this morning. I thank you for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and making it possible and providing me with this great privilege, which is exactly what it is, uh, to be able to read the scriptures and study them and share all that with all of you uh, through this microphone all over the world. It's, uh, it's, it's a great blessing that I'm so grateful that I've been able to participate in all these years. And I uh, couldn't do it without your help, without your support, and without your prayers. So thank you for that. That's all I have for you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.